Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Are you ready for the Thursday night drive? This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. With former Badgers Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Jim Rutledge. Wisconsin on man. Jim Rutledge with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison. Yes. We're brought to you in part by Coors Light and of course Fireball along with Metro Kia Madison. Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Home of the 20 year 200,000 mile warranty and the 1995 oil change. They got some great specials going on right now. 1.9 present APR for 60 months on the 2022 Kia Telluride. Tom Olson here from ESPN Madison. Uh, one of our teammates, uh, he picked up a Telluride over there. So go talk to Tony and his team at Metro Kia of Madison, and uh, they'll hook you up uh, with a great opportunity to get into a Telluride. Lots to get into this week. It is rivalry week here. But, Derek, it's not much of a rivalry, unfortunately. And this is one of those years in this cycle, and Mark Tauscher talked about it earlier today on Wilde and Tausch, that... This rivalry, because the Bears are kind of they're playing for a lame duck coach, and the guys are gonna have pride. But this is one of those games where, unfortunately, Bears fans have kind of. I know how you're it. setting this up, but this is what Tauscher said. Uh, okay, there's just no. But I, I know, I, but it, it fits right. There's no into skin. your narrative. Where I know where you're going with this. Well, no, there's no skin in the game, so the rivalry's kind of uh, died out. It's unfortunate. See, I, you know, I, I understand what what Tausch is saying, right? Yeah. Because. Obviously, they're they're not playoff bound. They're, I'm talking from the fan perspective, not players. Right, right. Well, for, okay. So from a player's perspective, uh, you know, if you're on the Chicago Chicago Bears, I mean, you're looking to your left, you're looking to your right. Anytime you have a losing season like that, there's a, about a I don't know. There's a I think it's like an eighty percent chance one of those guys is gone. Tark, you know, I mean, it, it's it's not good. And and these guys are fighting for their livelihoods, their careers. So they're going to put everything, and, and there is still something to this rivalry. And oh, every, every, yeah. every single team in the National Football League loves going to Lambeau. And I, I will say that this is from a fan's perspective, not a player's perspective. And Tark Sala, Derek Engler, Jim Rutledge with you live from the Park Bank, ESPN Madison Damn Studio. Right. This is Metro <laughs> Kia's Thursday Night Drive, <laughs> presented us. by Coors Light and Fireball. Well, right here, I mean, the, the libations were good next door. It, right? it was awesome. <laughs> plenty, plenty of Coors Light. So, you know, the Bear, Bears coach Matt Nagy was asked Aaron Rodgers' comments, I own you. And he was kind of joking. He changed his whole tone and says, we're aware. So, I don't we're know if the aware. Bears can That's do anything lame. about it. Here's the thing. The Bears can do anything about it. That's a different story. But they are definitely upset, pissed, Ready to go. There you go. But yeah. unfortunately, I'm like no Cleo Mack, probably no Akeem Hicks defensively. Uh, players are missing all- offensively as well. So not only are the Bears playing for a lame duck coach, they're see, missing their best. You players. see, I'm an expert in this category yeah. because I spent most of my career on losing teams. 
Okay. So I know how to be a loser. Uh, <laughs> but it's in the NFL. So that's my, my silver lining. And but, Jim definitely knows how to be a loser being a Bears fan <laughs> over all so these years. So. That's why Jim and I are yeah, a great yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about losers lament. Yes. Yeah. So, but, you know, Derek made a great point about, you know, every ounce of film is evaluated. Yep. You know, this is not for long. And you're getting evaluated, and that's what makes the NFL great. In that, you know, I'm fat. Jack's going to come in, like we talked about yep. before. It, it, it appears one way, but it's really the other about probably seventy percent of the time. Yep. So th- this this rivalry, as lopsided as it is, this game will be it'll be a great game because of the, of the rivalry. Hopefully, and look, look, the the Vikings just lost to the Lions. The Lions are terrible, and the Vikings still went out and lost that game. Yeah, was that your teammate, Dan Campbell? Yeah, absolutely, tight end with the Giants. Well, and look, and and Dan did a great thing after that game. Just a quick shout out to him. I mean, he one gave the ceremonial game ball to all the families in Oxford, Michigan. You know, for that school. I thought the Detroit Lions and the University of Michigan did a great job. Also listed the names of all all the people who lost their lives. So you know, got nothing but great respect for Dan Campbell. We'll get back to the Michigan and Badgers and all that later on. But with this with this game, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's. I don't think. Look, I don't think players are as dirty or maybe play as tough or maybe through the whistle as they used to in the past. Because he doubled well, down and said, "Look, I own them," well, and basically said, yeah, like, but the, "I'm ready to." Well, well, who's arguing not, with that? But Aaron, still, it, nobody's arguing with it. it but is you still that have, rude? You still have Raquan Smith uh, and Robert Quinn, both Pro Bowl players who can bring the bring the. No wood. question, he's yeah, still going to fire. With fire no with question. that part of it. Yeah, but sooner or later, you know, you got to you just got to go win. Yeah, you got to go. And Aaron the, took a little bit of a blow too, losing Randall for the season. Yep, a core injury. Randall Cobb, Metro Kia, breaking news. Brought to you by Metro Kia Madison. Madison's that's a, that's trusted a blow. Kia dealership. I mean, Randall Cobb, wait, missing significant amount of time. Well, I mean, he's yeah. done. I mean, core, you're, yeah. you're having core surgery in December. Mu- muscle, muscle. Wow. Yeah, it's a core muscle. It's surgery <clears throat> again. That's Metro Kia breaking news. Brought to you by Metro Kia Madison. Yeah, so that's not great. For the Packers, but that's that's to a different point. Bakhtiari injuries are so hard to figure out. Jair Alexander back at practice. Zadarius not. Bakhtiari, who we thought at this point for sure would be playing against the Bears, is not playing yet. So, but I'm okay with that. At this out. juncture, we don't we don't we don't need Bakhtiari. You know what's interesting is I, I think right now, but I think all three of those guys are getting close. You watch, they're they're on the field in the playoffs. No, I agree, but then Cobb gets hurt. So my point is, the NFL, right. someone else could go down, and that's where I, I hate to always assume health. Those guys, everybody has the same problem. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Look, uh, Tampa's missing Antonio Brown because of his fake COVID card. So there's more than just <laughs> uh, injuries that could be derailing these guys. And you and you say lame duck coach, right? You, yeah, he's he's fired after the season. There was reports uh, he was going to. Be fired before the Thanksgiving game. And why hasn't it happened? I don't understand. If, the if they're going to fire him, why not? Why the not Bears now? have never fired a coach in season, so they're just keeping tradition. Now I'll say that from what I hear talking to people who are on the team, they've kind of regrouped it. He was losing the locker room, and they've saved that. So I think they believe that he can go out and play out the year, and this locker room will play for him. I think initially his job was on the chopping block because a lot of these players were like, "I'm over it." And he can go to KC. The enemy is going to go somewhere else. He can go right back. So there was just a lot of, which can happen during a losing season, a lot of dissension that he was able, along with his staff, to kind of pull this team back together. And the Bears and, feel and, like and they're back together. Ultimately, 
They don't have a quarterback yet. The Red Rocket? Andy Dalton's terrible. <laughs> exactly. They're not there with a quarterback. And, and they have every, a rookie quarterback. Every He's coach, have ups every, downs. every coach in America, they go through the same process, and every team does. And when you don't have a quarterback, you fire the coach. Now, well, here's one thing that's worth noting, though, as far as the rest of the league national reporters say that the Chicago Bears is the number one job available because most coaches in this league want to coach Justin Fields, whether that's Sean Payton maybe coming up from New Orleans, Leslie Frazier, former Bear, part of the 85 team coming over from Buffalo. It's viewed as a very high-destination job because most people believe that Justin Fields has a lot of talent to work with and that Matt Nagy, because Fields has shown a lot of flashes, Matt Nagy's offense has not really done a lot to really develop Justin Fields. See, I would argue that, but I... You know, I think it's ran its course, and, it, and you have to change because you have a fan base, and you got to make Matt the change Nagy's for that offense. Case. Have been in the bot like twenty eight, twenty nine for years now. Well, because they don't have a quarterback. How long has the Bears' offense been in the bottom right. third of the I agree, NFL? But he's rolled through three quarterbacks, so he got. Three I know, changes. so he had his chance, and that's yeah, it. It's time to move on. That's that's. I mean, I, I, you're right. There were some there were some seasons some with bitter beer face, and and but that was Nagy. That was he, Nagy had. Mitch. I, I just I'm just going yeah, over yeah. the decades oh, of the God, Bears' yeah, offense. Yeah. Bitter beer face was the uh, they had some the decent, best. but that that was it, right? Yeah, I mean Jim Harbaugh and McMahon. Oh, well, 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 I mean, we got to keep that's a little bit more recent. Kyle Orton was okay. <laughs> no, Rex Grossman got him to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, well that's Listen, like Matt Del- Nagy Delfer, worse than Delfer, he could join actually. the litany of coaches right. who, who well, haven't he, succeeded. I mean, a lot of them are, and they are disciples of Jimmy Johnson, Bill Parcells, and all these other guys. But they don't have a quarterback, and they can't well, do what they want to do, and they don't build a culture because they don't really, you know, and they don't have an identity. Well, Lovey Smith would be a prime example. That team has Devin Hester likely be a Pro Bowl, uh, excuse me, a Hall of Famer. Brian Urlacher is a Hall of Famer. Lance Briggs will be a Hall of Famer. Ch- uh, Charles Tillman will be a Hall of Famer. And that team got the one Super Bowl once, but we're basically five hundred under, yeah. under Lovey Smith over his whole tenure. And run. how many quarterbacks? Exactly. And, 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 and they had Hall. They had multiple Hall of Famers, and they basically washed out at five hundred. Yeah, and that's why that's why Rodgers is so valuable. Because we have and we far have, before that. Yeah, they have no Hall of Famers except for Reggie and Woodson. I don't but know. But Woodson was at the end of his career. I mean, Woodson. But, yeah, was and that was already, yeah, I mean, trending that but way. But the quarterback is is such a quarterback driven league. Absolutely, and, and and so going back to Tausch's point, you know, this is not your. You know, typical. I mean, it's a rivalry game, but the, just it's not there, right? It, it's not the same magnitude that you would expect. Uh, Raven Steelers, which they're always in the hunt, right? So th- that that rivalry goes back. I mean, forever. I mean, that's Cower and and mm-hmm. um, Billick days, no question. And, and so you know, that was a great game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's still there, but it's not there. And by the way, you let's, know, let's take it, a let's bow to T.J. Watt. I mean, what an unbelievable oh, yeah. performance. I mean, I, Derek, I don't even know. I can't, it's hard to explain it. Wait, right you know, like now, JJ was six six, yeah, whatever. And he was about this guy. He he is tall. He's athletic. He's got a but. But like, how is he this good? Now TJ Watt. Now a lot of teams missed on him. But remember, that was a trade the Packers made with the Steelers to draft Kevin King and Vince Beagle. I get you. We know. Yeah, we know. That. We don't need a reminder. We still have here. to remind. We still have. We're to, not in we, Palatine, we to, Illinois here. But well, no. Look, Packer well, fans. Are you? Packer fans are well aware. <laughs> We, we live that every day. Live Packer it down. Packer fans are well aware of it. Uh, and it's worth do, do you want to say it again one more time? Make yes, they could have had T.J. Okay. Watt. Yeah. But I they passed you. on it for Kevin King yeah. and Vince Beagle. Yeah. But I will say... Yeah, I, we, I, we, we, we are... 
And and I, you know, furthermore, even like I think of Devin Bush. Yep. Right. And well, I, 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 I would have had a trade up to get, but you're right. I know, but one spot. Yeah. And we I got know, we I'm got our you. guy now. He's playing better. Yep. Okay. Gary's turn. Oh. Gary, Rashawn Gary. I've been hard on him. No, I, starting I, to play better. We let's both talk have. about Gary. I just, I just want you to know. Fair. Listen, in the NFC Championship game when they play the Buccaneers, when Leonard Fournette gets the ball, if he runs inside and Leonard Fournette runs down the sideline, I might slip my wrist. Yeah. Gary, Gary. <laughs> No, Gary does not stop the run. He still has. No, but he, we that. need him. Just one chance, one I'm, stop. I'm, one I'm, not, I'm just saying we're on the 15 yard line. I, All you do is stay outside. Look, look what happened. Look what yeah, happened. T.J. Yeah, Watt slitting wrists. Hey, Christmas season. T.J. <laughs> Watt. T.J. Watt. Right. Yeah. In that game, he yeah. ran up to upfield shoulder, caused Lamar Jackson to throw the ball inaccurately to Andrews. Yep. Save yeah. the game. Get little things. This game of inches. Al Pacino said it in, the, in that movie. <laughs> the inches that you need inches. are everywhere. No, Gary, and, and Gary's almost like that LeBron conversation where people are trying to crown LeBron James as the next Michael Jordan like three years in. Rashawn Gary now is finally playing like a lot of people thought he would try to pretend he was playing as two years ago. But he's still not, he's not TJ Can we Watt. fool him that it's a contract year every year? <laughs> He's not TJ Watt. He's not uh, any of those. He's not an elite guy, but he's he's playing well. But yeah, so it, he's got to continue. When it for counts, year. we yep. need him, and yep. he's doing good, and it's encouraging and, yep. to and, watch him play and develop. And imagine, you know, you get you just get Zadarius back. Zadarius be a huge Ooh. difference. Absolutely, the, I love I love, love Zadarius. He goes, I only play when it's seventy two degrees. <laughs> <laughs> meaning, meaning in this in, in this in this deal, it's like. When I feel when we really have a chance to win, if we really have a chance to win the Super Bowl, then I'll play. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin. I'm in. Red Rock for the amazing food we ate during the commercial break here. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by nice Coors Light. Cold Coors Light, nice and cold Coors Light. Like it. Mm. Tark and Derek are both chugging those down. Delicious. But I wanted to uh, give a shout out to the Red Rock. They moved just off State Street. They've been there. They've been downtown Madison since February of 2014, but they have moved a Nashville-style party bar. Classic barbecue staples so you can enjoy dinner with the family and also experience a fun night out. They have live music on Friday nights. They're available for events, parties, catering options, and uh, I had a barbecue right. sandwich. Some You had some chicken fingers, had some wings. Everything's fantastic. Well, let me tell you, it's and it's the ultimate like college bar. And if you're going through a midlife crisis... And- <laughs> And you and you you need a place to go. But you're talking like oh, they this, moved. Is like, this is personal a experience. More of a dining that, thing. That's okay. We gotta go. This happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> they moved. I know, but you want to uh, like you want to go back a little bit. Go downtown, have some fun. You know, you're gonna Red Rocks is a great place to go. So it is. It is absolutely a great place to go. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light and Fireball. If you miss any of this show, go listen back. Oh, speaking of midlife crisis, I, hold on. There Spotify. <laughs> You can do that whenever you want, man. Spotify and <laughs> iTunes and 
uh, Stitcher, wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts. <laughs> it's all brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton, home of the best happy hour in Madison and the Horseshoe Bar. And not what, that I'm going through a midlife crisis, but you know, if you were, you want do we, we were already passed that? We turned that page. Yeah, I know. But do we need to like, do a sidebar here? You can only go through one. <laughs> is there is there a couch can here? You go through more than one. I need to get on a couch. Well, we got some chairs. You can lay back, and we'll we'll talk. Can uh, we do it with our listeners? Go through our midlife crisis <laughs> together. Midlife crisis all together here. I'm I'm 40, and uh, this you is get, very odd. So I'm a man. Know, I'm all 40. The, all, all these screens we got going on, and you know, we got our our, our, our Badger ladies in the volleyball tournament right now, and that's the field house. But look at the court. It's UCLA's colors. It's wow, good. that's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Uh, wow. That, that is uh, crazy here. And we are talking rivalry. Why week. is that? Are they the home team or something? And we're losing. That's not acceptable. So There's a long, long It's a long deal. Yeah. What you, I, you know that better than anyone, Tart. I, I love volleyball. I lo- and I love girls' volleyball. I think they, they, they play with passion and excitement. It's, it's one of the best spectator sports in America. Hockey... Football, so, so volleyball. It, would you? What, what do you think of that Verona High School girls basketball? That's what I was just Since to. you have what girls happened? in high school, oh, so let me set the story. Reagan up. got shot. That's I know. What this is what I feel like. Verona, <laughs> feel like. Verona girls basketball beat Janesville Parker, and by ninety-five points, one hundred and eleven, or I'm oh, sorry, yeah. one hundred and sixteen to eleven, or something like that. Did you hear about this? No, but I took a ton of heat. The head coach did. The head Verona. coach. She, She's a very nice lady. I know her. Okay. Well, is it is still the same coach? Now, she deleted her tweets, but I will say, so she put a tweet, she put a statement out to NBC 15 that said, hey, these kids are, hey, we didn't mean any disrespect. Our kids played hard. All the respect to Jamesville Parker. They hustle every play, blah, blah, but blah. But her tweets on social media, when the story hit the light of day, she said Jamesville Parker could have tried harder. Why don't you? Mm-hmm. She said, why don't you ask Jamesville Parker, why don't they try harder? And uh, basically, also, why don't they play better? So, I, she, I, I know the coach. That's a lot of points. She's, a, she's, a, she's a very nice person, great coach, and she's always been very respectful to us in Wanakee. Okay. And well, I just have one question. So I saw that stuff. They have not scored hundred points all year until they played Jamesville what, Parker. What was the second unit in? That's my so what only she said question. She did was five and five. So what does she, that mean? She had ten players, and she would do she'd she'd put her backups in, and then put the starters in, and go back and back and forth. No, five that, and five. see that gets an F. Yeah, um, when, when you're up by ninety, you could have you could have dribbled. They've beaten this team by sixty points like, regularly. You, There's you, also the fact that you're putting the student manager, you're telling the student manager go in the locker room, find a uniform, and come back out here, and we're putting you in. Yeah, that's you what can, you're doing. There's no shot clock in girls basketball. No, they haven't I'm scored hundred points well aware of that. this year. They have not scored 100 points We're this year. We're at Reedsburg tomorrow, by the way. Right. They might <laughs> do the same to us. But so you have no problem with that? I don't. I it's don't, just I a do, lot. I'm not saying I, I don't have a problem with it. I just know that she's been very fair. And, and you So know, here's I, an example. Beaver Dam, who was way better than Verona's ever, ever Yeah, done. Beaver Dam's awesome. They have, yeah, they, take, they have a girl the fact that you, know, right you, you personally know the coach, right? Take that out of yep. it. But, I mean, if you're just looking at it objectively, what I mean, that's... that's I'm offended, Derek. <laughs> I'm offended. Perpetually. Perpetually offended. So, therefore, I have to be offended in this circumstance. So, well, look, and this is not about, because here's the thing. People say, oh, participation trophies, these kids, you know, it's good they lost by that much. You lose by 30, you're feeling it. Mm -hmm. You know, 95 is a whole other, I mean. Yeah, but they're really good. They got, uh, like, everybody's good. Right. I might as well just start missing shots. I've called high school games. I've called high school games. I've seen Madison Mm. Memorial with Vander. But don't you just sit your starting five, your best five? You're telling me high school kids could just play a whole second half backups? Probably. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? They're young yeah, kids. I know. That's, well, we all talk about, like, you know, if the worst thing you did in no, life. There's no, hey, what listen. do you call it? Pain management? Or what is, what is that called? Uh, what was that? Uh, load. Load management. Load management. Yeah, yeah. But it, load you know, management for girls' high school basketball. That's fine. But, you, you know, I don't think she's, it's, it's cru- don't crucify her. We're not, cru- I'm not crucifying Yeah, but it sounds like it's, you guys are getting a lot of heat on her. She can make a mistake. She took a lot of heat. We're spending this time here. Yeah, exactly. She took a lot of heat. It's 50-50. Well, I, but, I, but I'm trying to I think. Know. But I, I I worry about but her like her getting canceled like because of this canceled nobody no but to, just like just totally overwhelmed with... so Tark here I did this on the show I get it we had eight callers it. it was right okay. down the middle four and four we're our good. poll question okay. right down the middle we're good hey fair or foul? I know but she's she's a coach nobody well, here's, she's fired. here's the deal let's, she could have made a mistake let's you can say yeah. she made a mistake yeah, well, no, it's fine she's well, a, so so why what is high school sports because high school sports I thought was accountability showing up sportsmanship that's in the WIA side thing. This is an AAU basketball. Most of these kids well, aren't going to do anything. Well, let's turn the page play. a little yeah, bit here. You, you she's not, win. She's you not. Do. We're not she's getting the participation yell- trophy. She's, no, not, yell- she's not yelling at the ref. She's by not throwing the chair. She's not causing a problem. It, there was a, an excessive point scoring going on. It was wrong, but that's it. There's no shot clock. They could have. Well, I, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. My only deal was okay. How w- w- the backups? They right. should have just played the remainder of the game. And we're still trying. And to if find they out. still beat them yeah. by ninety, and that was the case, you know what, Janesville Parker, get your act together or get the heck out of well, the league. And I'm right down the middle. Like, don't have that sport because that's it's embarrassing. The, it's the ninety-five because they've beaten them Listen, by sixty, sixty-five I wish points I say, before. You come to Wanakee and you get you get yours. You know what I mean? We're gonna come what? bring it. <laughs> So, no, but they're Verona they're, no, they're lost, so they're so good there. Verona I don't want to talk any trash. Three or four. <laughs> Verona had lost three or four in a row going into this game. Uh, so they're 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 a team that's you, struggling. You walk you walk to Wanakee, but you limp apparently back. The hood has moved out to Wanakee. Yeah. The only Wanakee in the world. You don't walk into Wanakee, but you don't limp back to Verona. <laughs> no, just kidding. They're they're a very good team. So they are a good team, and she's a good coach. And by all counts, she has the best interest. I think her comments afterwards were bad. Okay. You can't well, call we out spent too much time kids. on this topic already. We spent a whole. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's all yeah. over it, WI. It's all over every news station. It's all over our social. All right, so we're not it's bad. what everyone's Nobody talking about. Canceled us yet? All right, good. No, we're I mean, in. But I, but Tark, we don't have to cancel anyone. She can look. She knows she made a mistake in her comments because she deleted them off Twitter and off social media, and then came out with a very sterile comment to NBC15 saying we respect Jamesville Parker and we but, didn't mean any disrespect. The girls deserve zero heat for this. Correct. Yeah. The coach. It probably could have been handled a little better. Yeah, I play, ten I years play, ago. This happened a lot, you know, and you you didn't have the exposure you have today. I called, well, no, maybe it happens more in girls' sports. I've called plenty of boys' basketball games. I've seen Memorial play a team where they have three D one athletes. I would love to hear anybody that was at that game. To, to I've been to, asking all day for someone to call. Yeah, them, because just to just to know, did Janesville completely lay down then? Like, is that what was going? Because if they that's the case, the they the should been beaten by two hundred. If that's the case, but if they're still trying. You know, I mean, you got to have your backups in there. But you that's, can, like, that's the bottom but line. But like Verona can run, like you walk the ball the court, run run some offensive sets. If people called in and said, "Hey, when we were up by that much, we'd work yeah, on some plays yeah, that yeah. were I know that, tempo, tempo, pick and roll, I don't, yeah. tempo. Work on some I, plays I say, that don't great get plays caught. For us. Don't get caught watching the paint dry. I've been saying that <laughs> for so long. It's I'm not trying to cancel I, I, anyone. I understand where you're going. You're, yeah. you're going to work on aspects of the offense that maybe we, we need to... Where's like, Dennis like, Hopper like you, you, you take it to practice. And to your point, Dennis the backup, you take it to practice. We need Dennis in my Hopper. life, I was the backup. I was the one. If the backups go out there and... But are you full court pressing? What are you doing? I, I'm, I'm going picket of, fence. Okay. I'm going picket fence. Tark is don't just get, afraid of this topic. Don't just, get, uh, don't you're get terrified caught, of the topic. You won't give any two cents on this. What do you do, dude? It's high school basketball. I know it's... She probably made a mistake. Right? 
Are we good? That's Everybody fine. Good? I just wanted you to compete instead of actually just throwing out platitudes here. You can throw out a real oh, thing. No, I mean, look. So if oh, they didn't play well, if, if the if, girls, I'm they not laid, trying. I'm not. They lay down. And, I'm not. Demon, I don't know enough to I'm really demon, draw a conclusion. I haven't seen enough. I have made conclusions on things I don't yeah. know about. <laughs> I do that a lot. I'm not. <laughs> but in this, in this circumstance, I really don't know enough, and I'm relying on, you know, whatever you're telling me right now, and I'm. I'm pumping the brakes. I'm I'm not demonizing her. Uh, I'm not saying she should be fired. I'm not saying anything bad should happen. But we also can say maybe don't do that again. That's all. Okay. That's a that's that's a historic beat to get a hundred points in high school basketball. You have yeah, to but try how many to do times? That. How many times you have to go out of your How way many to do times that? the coaches go too hard on the referee? How many times does a parent right, say right, something right. where the referee goes, "Hey, timeout." Right. We're not we're not playing the rest of this game until that parent coaches leaves. Coaches can have teacher yeah, teacher moments. They, too. Everybody has moments. So just yeah, let it go. If it happens again, I'm not asking for consequences. Yeah. Coaches can have teaching moments too, and she's facing them. It is right well, down the middle. She's facing a lot so. of. I mean, I mean you get a I know, lot of heat. This, I mean, public, if you're a coach, this public outrage is a little ridiculous. We need to relax a little bit. We got plenty of people defending her too. It's, right. That's what life is. It's, everyone's going to throw their two cents in there. It's right. Down, it's literally right down the middle everywhere. I just want. I, I would love to know of anybody yeah. that was at that game. I've been because asking if all there day, was effort so still by Janesville and they got their starters out yeah. and they're up by 85. I don't I understand what there's some I, there's some issues can there. I, why is Janesville so bad and everything? They should be like it should be like Pittsburgh other than baseball. They're good in baseball? Yeah. Good. You mean Craig, Craig's always good. 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 You know, I we want to we beat them by like 50 points. Janesville is like a unbelievable city with a lot of population. They should be a great a great sports if, you know, I don't know. I mean, Department. they got two schools, so. Group Health Cooperative knows you're more than a number. Your GHC doctor gets you and understands you and doesn't just care for you, but about you. And GHC knows that you have high expectations. If you have an experience at a GHC clinic that doesn't meet your expectations, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. It's another you and GHC are better together. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin, man. Christmas. Without you, I'll be so blue, just thinking about you. Decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. Welcome back to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. Presented by Fireball, live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. I'm Jim Rutledge, alongside Derek Engler and Tark Sala. Metro Kia Madison, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty and the 1995 oil change. And we talked rivalries with uh, you know high school rivalries, and we've also talked rivalries with the, the Bears and the Packers. The Bears and the Packers have been about as competitive as that Verona Janesville Parker game has been uh, in a while. The quarterback, What's the overall series uh, record? Now the know? Packers have finally kicked it over. They're like two or three up. That's the Bears I, had it for a long time. Think about that, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, I mean, ba- how far in front were the Bears? Because they had it for a long time, even though Gee, the, how many over the games last 20 years. What's the, what's the series? I'll get that for you in a second. Right. No, I, it was bad for a while. Well, I know, but, been. Yeah. but think about the history there, yeah. right? That, and that's what's always special about this game. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, truly, if you can just really... If you're into history, I am, and if you're into the history of this great league and, and football and, and, the, and the NFL and, and just what the Bears-Packers mean to the National Football League and this rivalry, it's pretty – you know, I know it's not – they're not both playoff-bound. You know, uh, I'm interested to see, 
you know, what's this Packers D? You know, I, I, is it going to be the same Packers D that we saw at home against the Rams? Or that a boy, T. Coors Light We got open. you all nervous but talking about you know <laughs> high school girls basketball. We'll, we'll get off that subject, get back to what we know, football. Amen. In the Just NFL. to answer your question real yeah, quick, G. though. Uh, the Packers have hit triple digits. It's official. It is 102, 95, and 6 in favor of the Packers. Wow. Yep. And it was heavy bears. Aaron Rodgers took it over a couple years ago. 200. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's just great stuff. And and it will be a game. I really, truly believe it will be game. Um, you know, I, I, I. Well, the Bears, see, the, and I would believe more, the, not having Cleo Mack or Keem Hicks really hurts. I mean, there's two leaders and great players defensively for the Bears, and that's kind of their bread and butter. Justin Fields, the last time he went out and played a full game, he had that amazing second half against Pittsburgh. He's a developing player. He led a game-winning drive against the Steelers. The Bears defense gave it up. The Bears defense without Cleo Mack. He's done that a couple times now. So, he's showing a lot of flashes, but I don't think these flashes are enough to beat a really good Packers team, which is a, In a front-runner. And they're a front-runner for the Super Bowl. The only way this happens Wait, is. Wait, I thought you said Arizona was. No. No. Uh, if Arizona. Tark was hitting me on this too. Wins out. If Arizona. <laughs> right. If, there's no way you can. What, say what does that have to do with anything? I mean, you guys still. You know, the playoffs okay, start. Fine, everybody kind right of develops. The Packers, their own. If anybody wins. When you I, watch people develop, right, the, the pa- teams develop. If Arizona wins out, that means they beat Dallas, Los Angeles, and there's one other good team in there, and then they would only have two losses on the year. You cannot question them being the best team in football at the end of the regular season. Now, if Arizona lose one more game and they're all we're tied. We're talking about today. Today? Who do you think's better? I'd still probably say Arizona. They only have two losses. And they've had a tough schedule. Not the Packers haven't, but you have two losses, one has three. Wait. Yeah, but the Packers you beat said that, that, Arizona. Wait. You, you, On the road. You said, you said the Packers did not have a tough schedule. Well, they, I heard you because of, of the division they play in. Oh, yeah. The division's the worst division of football. <laughs> Absolutely. So they get, the they car- get a bunch of bangers. Who, who's the worst? North. This year, North. Really? Worse than like all the East? Yeah. Eagles are better than I think Minnesota's pretty good. They just good. lost to Detroit. Yeah. No, but that you know, whatever. They <laughs> that that was gonna happen. Yeah, but I think Minnesota's pretty good. They get Dalvin Cook back. Minnesota's not making the playoffs. Detroit's the worst team in football and Chicago's gonna have a top ten pick. I don't know. I think I watch think, Minnesota beat Pittsburgh tonight. I'm telling well, you, I, I Pittsburgh's th- got the ghost dude, of Brad Roethlisberger are, out there, we, so God knows hey, what happens. I will take, I will take the NFC North for the versus the NFC East. Now we're removing the top team. I the, disagree because I think, uh, no, no, I think God, this is your bias. I'm so no, biased. No, I think Washington's, I, I think Washington's a solid, team. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I, I really do, and the Eagles as well. I, yeah. You're telling me Detroit and Chicago a matchup with yeah, the Washington Packers are better than all of them. What, what, we're and, we're no, no, we're talking about all of them below that. Dallas at the top, Packers at the top. Like we're talking who so are they the worst. Playing? The worst being the Giants. Are you saying Detroit? I, well, I think I, I really think Detroit. Come on. Every, everybody will muddy them up. You know, get in their mustache and yeah. We're we're, we're NFC talk- North is the worst. It's terrible. It's it fine is. to say it. It doesn't tear down the Packers, but it's awful. You gotta admit that, T. Well, I know. Yeah, you know, girls' high school it, basketball is one thing, <laughs> but you gotta admit this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Packers and. So to the we talk I, about this here the path to the title the, the the path to the number one seed Tampa's got the easiest road because they got Buffalo but it's at Tampa and then they have the Jets the Saints and Carolina twice so that doesn't I mean they only got one game left that's really concerning now Arizona has a it's Dallas 
They have the Rams, and they have one other playoff team, and they have Seattle in there. So that's a, that's a tough road to hoe to get to the number one seed. And then you have um, the Packers. The Vikings should be a win at Lambeau. The Bears should be a win at Lambeau. You got, I believe, one more Detroit game. So then you have Baltimore at Baltimore, which isn't a cakewalk, but Marlon Humphrey's out for the year. That game, though, at Baltimore is definitely a difficult game. And then home Cleveland. Cleveland's got... They're capable of beating you. They're a spunky team. I don't think they're a playoff team, but they're they're a capable team. So they have two games left that are really tough on their schedule. And the Browns are fine, okay? It's my team. <laughs> <laughs> I just said they're a spunky I, team. They're, no, they're they like, are. They're they, not, I, I really don't think they're... They could beat you, but they I shouldn't. Th- I think, you know, I think we should talk about the worst teams. I, I think there's... Any of these teams are capable of beating you. I, obviously, obviously yeah, but I'm just saying that... I think I, I do think there's a lot of bad teams in the league. There's more bad... I mean, there's well, a again, lot of bad Well, you have to account teams. for Chicago. They know their coach is fired. They, he's not keeping his job. But I don't I don't think there's an inept team in the league. I think you'd be yeah. a beat by... Yeah, you know what? Give me, Detroit, give, me, give me one. Detroit always hung in all his games, so I'll give you that. Detroit's been in... But in a few more weeks, there could be some teams that are just done. But you know what? Like Derek said, we... Dude, they evaluate you all the time. This oh, yeah. isn't baseball or basketball yeah. where you just roll over. Yeah, yeah you but have, you can't you do it. 16 but if, games, if, if Carolina's, Carolina's going to I mean, Carolina's going to roll out with maybe Cam, but they could be rolling out with their third-string quarterback. Yeah, but if Cam wears his hat with the feather in it, it's good. We're going to win. <laughs> you hate Cam Newton so much. I was a Panther. Not anymore. I was a Panther, man. Yeah. Town Charlotte, man. Love it. Dude, yeah, dude, he's the biggest imposter in America. Dude, he's been a bad quarterback. He was an MVP forever. in the league. I know, but he just okay. keeps failing. So why is he getting worse every year? Okay, I get he's definitely getting worse, but I won't call him an imposter. He was the MVP of the league and played in the Super Bowl and was the driving force. Of the, yeah. Now they then lost he, that Super Bowl. Then he kept Bowl. getting worse and now worse that's a difference and worse because he kept, remember he got in a car accident and then he got hurt a lot. This isn't Tiger Woods, dude. I mean, Tiger Woods got a car accident and he. He struggled. Problem with dude, Cam was Cam. I can't, can't call someone an imposter. To do it. He won the MVP and took his team to Super Bowl. I can't th- call him an imposter. I think he's a bad leader. He's a hell of a football. He was a hell of a great football. football. He could run fast. He's he could big. throw the ball. He's everything. But you know what? He was put him at tight end. No, he was smart. He could throw I know the ball. Whatever. Yeah. He could make a lot yeah, of plays. He, was, he seems selfish. Okay. Well, he just didn't know how to deal with the media. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the bottom. I mean, line. how easy is it is to do that? I mean, it's not hard. But he couldn't. Yeah. Why? Because he well, can't pass himself. Jake Cutler Tarek. Talk about this, the biggest loser think, in the world. Yeah, but think about these he's egos. He's got a winning record as a quarterback. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Think about these egos. Yeah, he, they, I mean, they I mean, won in spite of him. They, some of them are a little fragile, and we see that. Yeah. And the media brings it out. I know. Out. I know. But what, what, why so disappointed about Cam Newton? Dude, why? Saying, why? Why? Why so? Why are you so what? mad about Cam Newton? He no, won but, MVP. Yeah, but Jake that Cutler once a year. Yeah, but Jake Cutler's Jake a big Cutler's loser too. Are you mad about him because no. he's a bear? No, no. Cutler is bad. He was a bad uh, okay. football player. Okay, so just, he wasn't good enough. Mark Tauscher. His arm hit a gun. Dude, Tauscher, he had a gun. But Tauscher said on the air that Aaron Rodgers and Cutler are the same guy. It's just one's better at football. Uh, yes. Uh, if you tell me one has a better franchise, I know which one I'd rather have a Coors Light with. That's for Cutler? sure. Oh, all day yes, long. Yes, yes. Oh, all there day long. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, but, but but here's the deal: one has a better franchise. Okay. Yep. I mean, you ever I, see him on his reality show? Yeah, he's funny. He, he's hilarious. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down with that guy. What what is Aaron Rodgers? And I, I mean, we're sitting down having beers. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I, Aaron, I, you want a cigar? No, but what? I think I think Aaron has the will. I no, I don't drink wheatgrass. I think and... <laughs> I do. I do think Aaron has a will that. Yes, absolutely. The other guy doesn't have. 
You gotta have a will to win. You gotta will your way. Everybody knows that. You want to will it? Do it. And, then, and Aaron does. Aaron also, has it. Aaron is incredibly talented. So is Jay Cutler, though. I still I agree. <laughs> he has the mobility, but and he has the arm. Aaron was a. It was another level. To Aaron. Aaron had. Well, I'll tell you this. I think Aaron had a better franchise, better leadership, better talent around him. But he had a will that Jay Cutler didn't have. Yes, absolutely. That's that's so started not, a lot of NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, it's leadership. And, but it's also like you hit on. It's this is why uh, in Chicago they've never been able to find it. But they've never really had to coach. Like Lovey Smith was great. He was an offensive minded coach. You never had a coach to really develop. God help us with the coach. But you need whatever. It. They're all good coaches. Sean man. Payton. No, Sean Payton and oh, what Lafleur no, is doing. Sean Payton's great coach is Drew Brees. Now he's not a good coach. Because he doesn't have a good good player. Okay, but Lafleur, um, I, th- I think, has gotten more out of Rodgers. He's found something, and McCarthy did it when he first got to Green Bay. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, it's, it's good having a good defense. You have to have a talented quarterback. You have to have a good absolutely. defense to surround your quarterback. Yeah. It's great. You have to have a great. You have to have good play calling. I've seen bad play calling, and Lafleur. There's actually like I've a, seen a lot of bad. There's defenses. a rhythm. There's a rhythm to the play calling from Lafleur. I've seen a lot of bad defenses when McCarthy was a coach. A lot. They had no pass rush. They had no outside linebacker. All those inept first round picks they had, they didn't they didn't cause any listen, both Smith brothers, they weren't there. And and then uh Gary. I mean wh- whoever. They, nobody was there. Other, they had no other than, they had no create create no Kenny Clark wasn't like there. Clay other than Clay. Clay well, was at the end super, of his deal though. At the end of the well, deal. When they they won the Super Bowl, they had Woodson and Clay, Clay and had yeah, all the defense. Yeah, they had, yes. And yeah. then and then all of a sudden it just started getting diluted, right. diluted, right. diluted as time went on. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the Is this our last show before the holiday altogether? Is that what I kind of gathered here? This is Metro Kia's Thursday night. Are we on the air? We no, are on the air. No, you guys are... Uh, wait. But the three of us? Before next week. Christmas? Oh, Tarek's not. Tarek's yeah, not, not next week, but you and I, Monte. And I'll okay. be back. All right. There and, were, then, uh, and then possibly the there might be one on the 20th of Monday, but we'll find out. Oh, you're right. That. I'm skipping a week there, so we got yeah. one more. But this might be all of us together. Right. Yes. The last Correct. one. So happy holidays. We got the Christmas music playing. Happy from, holidays. Malik's G back there. G Man. G Man. Again, shout bam, out chicka, bam, bam. to Red Rock. But quickly, I want to give away, uh, before I forget, Coors Light's giving away tickets to the Madison Capitals game. 844 770 3776. You want free Madison Capital tickets? Calling right now. For first caller, call number one. 844-770-3776. You win Madison Capital tickets, 844-770-3776. So, Jimmy, you got to, um, because I won't be with you guys for the second yeah. hour of my office, uh, Christmas yeah. party is um, what? Oh, yeah, you tonight. Yeah, it's, stuff, it's yeah. right up the square here. And uh, so I will be uh, leaving you. But, um, you know, I do want to get this in before yep. before the hour. Have you heard anything? Are we, 
Are we looking at a recruiting coordinator? Are we looking at an offensive coordinator, a quarterback coach? Real yeah, quick. the Wisconsin Badgers. Like, are, have you heard it's anything? It's been quiet coming out of there. It typically is because they're on the road recruiting right now. I get it, but I've seen a lot of photos of smiling Paul Chris and Joe Rudolph recruiting recruiting fo- uh, photos with the high school kids around. Yep. everyone looks happy and and and, and good. I don't know what'll happen. Nothing's going to happen until after the bowl game. So that's the thing. They do have the bowl game coming up. They're going to keep either not going to pursue anything or they're going to keep as much as possible under wraps until after that bowl so, game. So, you know, you know, I'm kind of a, I like to gamble once in a while. Yeah. If I'm a betting man, uh, the trend is is that Paul fires no one. So I don't think, I don't, you know, hopefully he hires someone, but he's yeah. not going to fire anybody. Yeah, I hope maybe there's a reassignment and a hiring an offense coordinator. That would be but, my dream. I think that makes makes great sense. Get yet you got to get someone who is with the quarterback. So you know, with the quarterback here. So we day talked day. about it right at the end, and I've seen. Look, I, I I'm an expert in bad quarterback play and bad offensive coordinators, uh, and I know what a good one looks like. You have experience. Did you play high school football? What? No, but watching. I'm Did saying you play watching, high school football? Watch. So Derek's tight on time. So let's we okay. can save the Sorry ball busting for the the next part. I love it though. But I've seen a lot like Nagy and a lot of Bears offensive coordinators. There's no continuity. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just run, run, pass, or let's try this trick play. There doesn't seem to be an actual rhythm to the play calling. You watch Andy Reid. You watch Matt Lafleur. Uh, you watch McCarthy in his prime. There is a an art, a rhythm to play calling. That the Badgers seem, haven't seen them had for two years now. That it just seems like run, run, pass, and it's a simple pass. And there's not a lot of building and on top of each other and, and setting things up and calling some plays in the first quarter to run a play in the third quarter. And I'm not. What was that? so? Ooh, uh, I think that was from GN on his side of it. So you're making a good point, right? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to I, that we was, all that had was, conversations that was, that was, with that was let's Coach call Chris. Uh, you know casual <laughs> fans, right? Yeah. Maybe we have friends from out of town that come family come out of town. They watch Badger game. Yeah. They watch the Badger offense, and they all have the same comment. Well, you wow, know, there really doesn't seem to be a lot of creativity here. It, right. And these are casual fans. Right. I mean, casual probably football fans. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. doesn't take a rocket science to know whatever we're putting on the field offensively is not good enough. It's right. just not. Right. And – Play calling. I mean, the players are part of it, but there's still got to be some sort of nuance to the play calling besides run left, run right, play action, throw. And that seems to be yeah. what we've seen out of. I, so they need to do something different. Well, there's a little bit of a black box here that you don't really know what's going on. That's, oh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, to Paul's credit and Paul's criticism, he does a good job of keeping it close to the vest and saying, hey, essentially he's going, you guys don't see what I see. You don't see, you know, the development of the quarterback and all this stuff. I, you know, and I, I walk a line, especially, you know, so you, you consider. So, Tariq, let me ask you this. I mean, he's the head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback's coach, right? Yeah, but he we feels, from, he we feels, went from ninth. Yeah, but he feels no need to team. share with you what, he, what he's seeing, and we, therefore eight, we can't make a good, fair We went from ninth assessment. to eighth. Ninth in the COVID season. Yeah. You know, and, and, and by the way, uh, you know, Rudy didn't have a quarterbacks coach for I think four of those games. Bud Byer missed COVID and pneumonia or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's it was all tough, on him. It's a really tough. You know, I mean, we we did not improve in no. the passing game. Rushing game we did. We, you know, one sixty I think last year. So one sixty five to two fifteen so, to twenty a game. But so is Mertz? I mean, does Mertz have the yips? Is he? Uh, is he? I think. I think. Is he, I think. You know, we, when, um, when he plays, when he plays in Iowa, Purdue, he looks like a player. Or is he inept? 
What, where you know, I don't know if those are good options. Well, I I I don't know. I mean, I I think you know you. You got players. I do think you get a quarterback coach. You had, you, had, you had players. You had players uh, offensively, and and to to put the defense all season. Go back to the Army game for God's sakes. Yeah. Go back to the Army game. I mean, we all year long. Imagine what this defense would have been like. That actually got a you know normal down and distance, not another turnover. Oh wait, we actually, they're controlling the clock like we do at Wisconsin, and we chunk chunk move the chains, control the clock. Yeah, but we did but, none but, of that. But, but but look, when Mertz played well. Purdue and Iowa, with Purdue on the road, Iowa at home, fantastic. And it wasn't like he did you know, anything great. Yeah. He just he just did what they and asked that, him. That's to. my a, point. He Tark. was the game, quote unquote game manager. That's my point. Imagine this defense. What we what we could have been if we had just those. I mean, these were not like stellar performances. This, by this the is way, such a unicorn. This out is there. such a unicorn because you see a guy who performs at a level that is good enough to win. And then in, the, in you know, and then you look back. You play. Let's just go to Notre Dame. Notre Dame didn't put a lot of stress on him, right? And he just missed. Okay. Then he goes to Purdue it, and it, Iowa. It does his well. His feet were cattywampus it, in that game. By yeah, the but, way, but, <laughs> it, it was just but ridiculous. Then, but then we go. Let's go. He gets through that. So Purdue and Iowa does well. And then you watch. And, and Minnesota second half. He looks like he's back. He can't throw Notre ten Dame yards. Game. Short hop. What? Why? How? Well. Well, you know, like I, I don't we, we got we got we got to have a better understanding of what's going yeah, on. So last year, Graham Mertz wrapped up the year with a completion percentage at fifty eight percent, nine touchdowns and ten interceptions, Ugh. a six point eight yards per throw average, which is really Good low Lord. as well. So. There's a lot to be done there, and now yeah, I, that was that was the second half. That was after the COVID did the whole, something to him. Well, it must have did something. To well, him. in 2020, what, what was, was it not, before COVID? Well, this was that was I'm talking last year. No, no, but before he got sick, he had two games, then he got sick. I know, but he was on fire. Two games. Nobody knew him. I know, but the the guy was open. The guy was open against Notre Dame. The guy was open against Penn State, and he missed. I mean, you talk about. I'll give you. You just tied it directly to COVID. I don't. A handful of passes. Handful of passes where he wasn't under duress, and he missed. You're right. Absolutely. Where all of a sudden, like, dude, on air, just on air, you know, like. If you go twenty to twenty one like you did against Illinois on air it would be unbelievable. Yes, but he 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 can't he can't throw a check down. When we know he can, he met. So what's uh, yeah? Sorry, he you, did against Purdue. Uh, he against hey, yeah, Iowa. One quick question. He, yeah. One quick question. What would have our record been this year with Jack Cohn under center? Oh, better they would have. They would have won the Big Ten West. Yeah, but we're in the give transfer. We're in the Doctor Pepper. Give I don't want to give him prep. But you know what the transfer I'm portal? I'm just curious. Let's, let's play this. Know, they no, no, they would have won the yeah, West. They would have won the Listen, West. Absolutely. If you had any Badger quarterback in the history, we would have we would have won the West. We would have, you know, we would have lost one game. I mean, even Michigan. our guy that had we the lo- we lost, recovered Stave. Yeah, we we would have lost one game. But yeah, right. But, I mean, what game? Michigan. Michigan. Valley. Yeah. Two games, so they lost Michigan twice. And, and by yes. the way, we were still, I don't know how we were in that game for a half. Yeah. I really don't because we couldn't do anything offensively. Yeah, but how do you explain that the and, guy. And then we, Iowa rolls out there and hey, did what they did in the Big Ten Championship. Jim, that just that really ticked me off because our defense would have, I know, been a on game. that stage, yeah. if we had any type of offense that just said, you know what, you guys take a break for a while because you're that good. You've been saving our ass all season. Let, let us just move the chains for a little bit and control the clock. How do you explain? guys catch a breather? Because you guys are going to be werewolves and beasts out here and going to stop these guys. I would have loved to have seen that. And it's a travesty. We could not have seen 
seen what this defense could have been. Probably the yeah. best ever. I get with you. The, with a balanced offense. But how do you explain him not being able to complete passes in certain games, and then he completes passes in other games? It's the same reason why any other player. We gotta go to break. They are up and down. This is no, uh, Metro Key's Thursday night drive. One hundred point five ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin the man. Are you ready for the Thursday night drive? This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. With former Badgers Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Jim Rutledge. Welcome back to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light and Fireball, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. Derek Engler leaving the show. It's still me and Tarek Sala, and we're going to hear from John Clay on Throwback Thursday a little bit later. We're going to run that back because I thought he did a good job two weeks ago. And actually, Tarek will appreciate this, and too bad Derek stepped out. But quickly, before we get to John Clay's comments, I do want to let everyone know about Red Rock. Saloon, thank you for the fantastic food. We had great chicken wings. Oh, my God. You had the chicken, chicken tenders. Fingers, chicken tenders. I had a barbecue pork sandwich. You were eating something back there, Strofe. That looked pretty good. Yeah, I'm G, and I was eating the, uh, oh, the sorry, steak G. sandwich. Yes, sorry. We're both Alex's. We're both tall, lanky guys. It's all and good. And I do the show with Strofe all the time, so I apologize <laughs> about that. Yeah. No, it's all good. Well, uh, delicious, though, with the barbecue sauce in particular. No oh, yeah. question. And chicken tenders, right? I know yeah, usually... They can be done they, right. They give them the they, children. Yeah, these guys but, did it right. But with when you have white... Thick meat, you yep. know, it's real meat. It's legit. Located just off State Street now. They've been in Madison since February of 2014. Nashville-style party bar that also serves classic barbecue staples. You can enjoy a dinner with the family and a fun night out afterwards. Music on Friday nights, events, parties, catering options, and lots of country artists from the area perform, such as Randy Hauser and Josh Turner. So, Do, do they have the mechanical bull still or no? Maybe. I haven't been there since. Maybe we have to go check it out. We We should. Yeah, we can do a little bull riding contest there. That'd be awesome. So, what we were, um, you know, talking about before the break was kind of the transfer portal here, and who should the Badgers go after in the quarterback race? I I think they should. I know they have some nicely, highly thought of younger quarterbacks behind Chase Wolf and Graham Mertz. But I would love the Badgers to bring in someone established, maybe a fifth-year senior, whatever, to compete and to push Mertz well, and go ahead and win the job, Graham. Otherwise, you got someone else out there because you and Derek were talking about it before. This year's team, would I, I if you had average quarterback play, and Graham Mertz did not give them average quarterback play over the, well, court, he did, though, for the, over the course Iowa of an game. entire season. Yeah. Over the course of an entire season, if you can get Steady Eddie back there to borrow a term from Utah, they would have they would have won the West. Yep. And if you can recruit a guy, who can go out there and be steady Eddie. I think you got to look at it because you still have Graham, you still have Chase, and you still have some of yeah. the young guys. But which, which I want to I want to take both of Graham's hands and look look him in the eye and go, man, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. And by the way, you're our guy, you're our starter. We're gonna bring in this other guy, you know, who's from wherever Miami, Ohio. I don't care where he's from, and he's gonna be a guy there. And you got to compete with him, but understand you're our starter. It's okay. You know what I mean? But I I don't know. I feel like sometimes, you know, that if if another guy's there, especially with 
young people today, they want to just transfer because they're not the starter. You see, I feel like it's a trend that's that just keeps on going. Now, I do want to make sure that we, I mean, most kids in college don't transfer, but there is more transferring than ever before. But when that you're absolutely at, true. at that quintessential position, you're inclined to do that. Absolutely. Now, it's Ohio it's, State, Alabama, Georgia, they, they have musical chairs. Right. I mean, Ohio State had, I'm not going to remember his name, but the number but Justin one. Justin Fields was at Georgia, right? Uh, yes. Georgia picked Jake Fromm, who went to Ohio State and started and yep. dominated. I leave. And then. Fields left. Yeah. I mean, Georgia made a mistake. I mean, he went to Jake Fromm over Justin Fields. He went to Ohio State and got him to the playoffs twice. So I feel like that's the mo- where we're headed, though. I think this is also a co- – like, what is, a, what is a player supposed to do? College rec- recruits two guys, both five-star guys, both on the same track, only one position to have. I know, but you are you have five years to play, and you got to develop. But you have so much. You have so much developing to do. I don't think Justin Fields is the right example because he, dom- he went immediately and dominated. There sure. are other guys who have transferred – and, and and have not have not have not done anything. It bounced around a few different schools, and, and that's where the problem comes in. Sometimes a school like Alabama, like we saw it with Tua, like you have so many NFL players and you only have one position. Those guys need to go somewhere else to play NFL football. But at, out of Wisconsin or like Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma, the Badger fans would fall over backwards. But what I know, but here, here's my problem with him though. Like the minute that the other guy went in, yeah, I think it was against Texas, he folded his tent. He took down his social media page, any affiliation with Oklahoma, he quit. And if I'm an NFL scout, I'm going to go, dude, you quit. No, that's a different story. Do, I, do I want you? Do I want you? You're just, you're just quitting on your team. And, and that's that's a very fair point. But to your point, this is kind of the league now. You but it, but you it, don't want him as a Badger? But it's subjective. I know. I, I'd evaluate it. But it's all subjective. It, every I think every deal is different. And I know for this conversation, we're having a little bit of debate. Yeah. But... No, I, I would evaluate it and go, dude, come on in. But you have, understand that Mertz is our starter, and if you don't start, what are you going to do? I have more of an issue, and I'm not going to remember the player's name. The number one recruit in the country out of Texas left, you know, graduated early from the from high school in Texas, went to Ohio State, enrolled, was there early, never really, because he was a true freshman, but not really on the team. He was like, what do you call it, a gray shirt or whatever. Sure transferred before they even stepped foot on campus as far as a football player. He's going to try to play somewhere else because he doesn't, because the quarterback for Ohio State looks like he'll be there for a year or two. Now, you committed and you don't even, you don't even show up. That's a little... No, it's yeah, and I, that's a, you know, as young people, listen, I, I had a thought in my mind that I would transfer at one point, but I didn't. Monte Ball said the same thing. He had a thought of transferring. Everybody has that. When you're you're in the NFL, right? You go through training camp. It's tough. You're like, there there are points where you're like, dude, I'm going to get on the highway and go home. Yeah, right. And I'm going to give up three hundred thousand dollars back then. Now yeah. it's probably like a million, but it happens. But you have to either have the resolve, and toughness to do it, or you don't. And sometimes you need to have the support to do it. And if you don't have the support, someone telling you, hey, dude, you got to get back there, or your mom and dad saying. You're not leaving, you know. Then you just well, keep running from from adversity. And, especially, and, and what your, is the biggest measurement of of a of your character is dealing with adversity. Especially in this football setting, where there's going to be a lot of adversity. One of the things I think it is very true, and I think it's hard to give a pass on, is the players who decide to enter the portal midseason, whether it's Jalen Burgers or others. You can, mid-eight, you can finish your season. 
I have more. That's where my issue falls with the but transfer. I, I don't. Of you committed. You're gonna. Pl- you started the season. Finish the season. If you want to transfer, transfer. But finish. You your know year. this better than I do about the transfer deal. But a business decision would be to finish the season, get more on film. You think so? Yes. But what? So what is what is the theory behind? Is it is it just pride? Academics work. Work. What? If Jalen Berger. Says you, know, I'm not. I'm using him as an he's example. He's gonna get hurt, and then nobody wants him. I'm using that as an example. He get hurt, nobody wants him. Do you want to be practicing if you don't want to be there? If you could just go, I'm not saying you should. These are, I'm guessing, reasons. Yeah, but you keep it to yourself. Or Jalen Berger could, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's right. Jalen Berger can just do his classes and and move yeah, on. Yeah, but you else. know, if if I'm his agent, okay, if there is one, or my um, his father, saying, hey, dude, keep your mouth shut. I agree. Put, Jalen Berger put more on film. Increase your value, and then you know that portal. He could have right because he could have been the guy. Braylon Allen had his ankles were done, dude, and there's the, no backups. Dude, the Chandler guy, whatever his name is, yeah, the receiver. Yeah, go go play. Go go win the Minnesota game for yeah. us. Go to Vegas Bowl, and that I agree with you on because you started the season with the team and finish it. I think that's fair. I don't think that's out of line, and so. That's where I have. That's where my issue falls more than anything else. Is look because start a season. It's self-serving to stay. Yes, you're hurting yourself right by by just not playing anymore. And I would ask that question of the guy: Why? Why would you quit? Why would you leave? So give me give me a reason. I'm going to interview you right now and explain to me why would you stop playing? Conspiracy theory says that these guys have offers and say if you're healthy, you're going to play. Okay. So Michigan State back channels or whatever, Jalen Berger, and I'm just using him as an example. I don't have any insight into is that, this. Is that what you you would say to the to Mel Tucker if you're transferring? That would be the biggest thing that I would understand. If I'm if I'm trying to get one of these guys that's going to quit midseason, the only reason <clears> I'm taking them is if they if I told them like, hey, you just got to be healthy and we'll bring you in. Okay, and then I was I, I'd hope I said, well, the coach didn't want you know didn't want me around. Yeah, and that kind of like cemented the that deal. that could be part of it too. That'd be a, a better reason. And I don't know, and I don't know. And that's why I, you know, maybe Jalen Berger was just miserable. Maybe he hated Gary Brown. I don't yeah, know. But Jalen Berger's, you know, understandable. Like he's so young, and you know, he knows Saeed, who's the yep. court. Like that's you're like kinda, you're yeah. so young. It's like we're not going to give up on you. We'll give you a chance. But if you take a you know fourth fifth year guy, yep. you're like okay, yeah. Well, especially it's, it's it's a little futile. Yeah, it's that third year guy is probably harder to wrap your brain around because. A lot of these guys grad transfers. You've seen it. Okay, I played my. I, I was here. I got my degree. I want a chance to play. I'm going to go try to do something somewhere else. Horny, yeah, Hornybrook's done it. Isaiah Green, something's going to play somewhere smaller. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but Hornybrook goes to Florida State, and yeah, no, they just, might not. They might not make it, but at least like, okay, you did your thing here. That's that's been yeah, around for Hornybrook forever. though. My deal would be like, dude, he went to Florida State. He met a whole new fan base, alumni. You know, if you could turn that around into yep. like, a, you know. A business opportunity, even though they don't hold it against you that you weren't very good, <laughs> but you know, it, you maybe maybe he got his grad degree and whatever. But you know, I don't know. It's it's, dude. The transfer portal is is uh, high stakes. It is high stakes. But look, I've been working out at a Carbon World Health, and every once in a while, through I, those workouts, I'm like, you know, maybe I'll enter a transfer portal because, woo, uh, this is they a challenge hard one you. They, yeah. they do. Uh, shout out to Ellie doing a great job over there at Carbon World Health. 
Go to CarboilHealth.com. Check out their 12 Days of Christmas. Keep an eye out for their, their hormone uh, their uh, replacement treatments. Uh, it's an opportunity for you. Ask yourself if you've been feeling less focused, if you've been feeling more tired than normal, not having your normal energy. It's not just about uh, your libido. It's not just about a blue pill. It's about your overall lifestyle. Are you dropping weight? Are you getting physical? Are you gaining muscle? Have you been in the cryo chamber? In the cryo chamber is fantastic. The there. cryo I have, chamber. I did it today. I, mean, I did the cryo you, chamber today. I, if, if you have, you know, get the cryo chamber membership. So you don't have to do anything. Else. I mean, go get the lab tests. Go understand your health, yep. right? But at the very least, if you're not willing to put the time in to working out and you're a little, uh, whatever, you're busy over whatever, yeah. busy, just go in there in the cryo chamber. It takes you three minutes. I mean, literally, and if you have unlimited use, go in there in the morning because it gets the circulation going, and then go in at night where it takes the swelling out of your body. When we were playing in the NFL, we would go sit in the cold tub literally afterwards for like 15 to 20 minutes. It was a savior. The The inflammation that you have, the swelling in your body, and we all have it, and the older we get, the more we have. Get in the cryo chamber and get it going. And the reason why you go early in the morning is get the blood flow going. So it gets the blood flow going, okay? We all know how blood flow. Yep. And then at the end of the day, it takes all the swelling out of your body. So figure it out. Let's this, go. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin, man. The best happy hour in Madison. Horseshoe Bar. Lee over there is fantastic. Take advantage of the sizzle, swizzle, and swirl. Happy hour Monday through Friday over at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse Middleton. Holidays coming up. Get some gift cards. Dude, that bar is epic. It is. But so are having holiday dinners there, having everything there. It's it's fantastic at Ruth's Chris. No question. From happy hours to family events to, you know, celebrating birthdays. Valentine's Day and New Year's, you know, it's quintessential place to hang out. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light and Fireball. And Jim Rutledge, alongside former Badger Tarek Sala, talking a lot of Badger football here and just college football in, in general. And the NFL is kicking back off here tonight. Uh, Steelers versus the Vikings in Minnesota. The Steelers are a prime example of a team, and talk. we can talk about a few of these teams here, and I'm only attuned to this because Chicago could be in the market for a new coach. And whatever you think of Justin Fields or not, a lot of teams believe, hey, Justin Fields, for the jobs that are going to be open, young quarterback, a lot to work with there. The new quarterback coming in this class, not quite to this caliber. The Jets' job's not going to be open. New England's job's not going to be open. So it could be a job that people want. Now, some of the names that have floated out there would be a guy like, Maybe Sean Payton. There's no quarterback in New Orleans anymore. Maybe the Bears could trade a draft pick for Sean Payton try to get him. Mike Tomlin. There's no quarterback in Pittsburgh. It's a whole new era coming. Could the Bears trade a draft pick to get Mike Tomlin? Two parts. Mainly, actually, what do you think Dude. about the idea of trying to trade a pick to get a top-tier uh, coach? How much does a coach matter? No, Well, I feel like it's more you know, management in terms of, of that deal, the coach matters, but like the management matters more. And that includes the owner. Yes. And so, Chicago has a problem with that. Yeah. So they got to look at themselves. Um, 
You know, the, I would Cle- say the Cleveland Browns situation, I, I believe that, and I'm not really sure what they got going on right now, but I, I have faith that they have, you know, the owner, the president, the general manager on the same page, and then the head coach. So when, you ha- when you're in line, in sync with all different levels, I think the 49er way, any, any successful franchise has everybody in line. And I feel like, you know, early on with the Browns organization, they created a toxic culture with different philosophies and they weren't on the same page. So that's, you know, so to your answer your question, I don't think so. Well, I think you got to wait and you got to get your organization in line first. But you and, can, and I think that's concerning for Bears fans because I would compare the Hallis family to Herb Cole, who I ha- I think Herb Cole is amazing. He had the he did so much for the Milwaukee Bucks, city of Milwaukee, and and he put a lot of time, he put a lot of money in there, and he tried to hire the right people, but he rarely did that. And there was a lot of failure with him, even though he had the best intentions. He didn't want to be a middling owner, he didn't want to get involved, but unfortunately, he would just hire the wrong people over yeah, and over. That's again. Father Time, right? Like sooner but, or later, you got to like you you had a great run. So he sold a team. Now the McCaskies, I think they're not football people. They were born. I mean, it was Hallis, and it's his daughter that's you know still running the team. They're not football people. And the one criticism I'll have for them is they've they've never, and I think everyone in Chicago would push for this. They've never hired a football czar to hire. You know, Miami. Bill Polian. Bill Parcells was this for a while down in Miami. He came in above the director of football operations. Someone who comes in above everything else. I don't like that necessarily like a coach. He's a coach. He needs to stay a coach. But hiring John Elway, let's use him as an example. Yeah. Try to get a Peyton Manning. Someone that oversees the football operations. Now, John Elway is way more. John John Elway did it. I don't want to hire John Elway because he was a two-time Super Bowl champion. Mm -hmm. I want to hire John Elway because he has experience of building culture and identity within this program. And he's done that. So, therefore, now I'm willing to hire him. But I don't want to. I don't want to hire Peyton Manning as my president. But but John wasn't but, that guy until he got the job. I mean, you kind of John Lynch is doing that in San Francisco. Fair enough. So it's a yeah, def- it's it, that those that's called having guts. It's a risk, but it's not working with how Chicago's yeah, but, but, doing it. But also, I I think that you know Bolin, and I don't know the Bolin family. The ownership kind of cast that shadow that mm-hmm. enables Elway yes. and other GMs to be successful. So, you know, those are things we don't have a lot of insight to because we don't know. Right. Those so, ownership's part so of it. I think, I think that the Bears' problem might be a little bit of the ownership is not in line in order to hire the right GM right. who could hire the right head coach. We don't have to get in the weeds. There's a guy in between that's kind of a business operation guy who fancies himself as a football guy, and a lot of people point to him as the problem. That he does the the Hallis family is very happy with him because he makes him a lot of money. He knows how to run the business. Not a football well, when, guy. When you go by, when you go through like five head coaches, well, actually, let's hear from the, da- you go through five head coaches. At some point, it's, it's not on the coach. Yep. Well, let's hear let's hear from David Kaplan in Chicago, ESPN Chicago teammate. He's going to explain it better. This was on actually ESPN Radio this morning. It, it's we're so resigned to being pathetic around here and. Everything has to change. But the, who's? Let, let's assume that you clean house in football ops and coaching. Let's assume that happened. The two dudes making the hire, that'd be George McCaskey and Ted Phillips, have proven to be incompetent at knowing anything about what it takes to hire somebody good. That's what we're talking about here. 
And Ted Phillips is the person I'm thinking about. And the McCaskies would be best served to say, you know what, we don't know football, and Ted Phillips doesn't know football either. We have to hire someone who does. They have they keep on using headhunters and advisors to hire head football coaches when you've owned an NFL team since the very beginning. And you're bringing in Ernie Orcozzi to tell you to hire John Fox. I mean, at some point, you have to, you don't know it, and you got to hire someone who does. And I would even take elevating Ryan Pace to hiring a new GM, but getting Phillips and McCaskey out of the day to day football operations, I think, would be good for the Bears because they, McCaskey, as running the team, because it's a you know it's a family business. He's yeah. three. He's three and thirteen against the Packers. And I I think it's, I I do believe though it is a culture and an identity sounds, yes. in which if I had the answer I maybe maybe I'd be president of a of a franchise or the owner. But I, you know obviously you may have to be born into a franchise in in order to own it. But uh you know Dan Schneider right the shadow he casts is terrible. Yes. And they have they have a pretty talented team, and they have a great coach, Ron Rivera, a guy who can yeah. make a difference. But there's they're only trying, so much of a difference trying. he can make. Yep, and they just fail because I think I think Dan Schneider casts a shadow, a negativity, and we know all about the toxic culture that it exists, and it's it's not working. Yeah, I, how he, how he hasn't been forced out from the NFL with all these federal investigations into the toxic yeah. culture at your workplace? The NBA but, forced guys out for that kind of stuff. But look look at the Colts, right? Look what the Ursay family yep. and, and and is it Jim Ursay? Yes, Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay. Plenty of skeletons in his closet, right? But he owned it. He did. And he and he's hired the right people, all going back to Bill Polian. And to today, you know, he's got a great head coach. I imagine GM's good. Chris Ballard, former Badger. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. I know that. <laughs> I, yeah. I knew that. But uh, you know, it, and, and you know, even they talk about mental health. I mean yeah, because Ursay's had issues with mental health, and they are the the social media team just said we're taking a break from Twitter this entire week. Now it's a symbolic gesture, but they're not putting any social out there because it's about mental health. Stay off social media. There's yeah. more to it. They're doing. Dude, they're donating money and just, all that other stuff. But just being resilient, yes, and, and persevering through different things. I think Chris Ballard's taking that and and you know taking that message right, and then built a team around that, and then is Frank Reich. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and they're taking Wentz and making him a player. I I don't know. And I keep it simple. Give the I, ball to your best player. Yeah. But you have it starts at the top. Yep. And then build that culture and that identity and you you have a chance. This is Metro Kia's Thursday night drive, presented by Coors Light, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN up and Wisconsin the man. Congratulations to Badger women's basketball. They beat UCLA and advanced to the Elite Eight of the NCAA Volleyball Championships that is on ESPN Live right now. So congratulations to them. This is Go Metro, Badgers. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. Jim Rutledge alongside former Badger Tark Sala. Talking about... Well, one thing I'll ask you here, just talking about NFL in general and how to how does a team kind of fix their franchise? I think, and we could talk about this a little bit with Michigan and Tark, or excuse me, Mark Tosh was saying this a little bit earlier on his show today that it'd be better for the NFL, it'd be better for the rivalry, it'd be better for everything if Chicago is better. They don't need to be better than the Packers, but at least if this was a better 
matchup. If Chicago was consistently turning out like they were under Lovey, you know, not every year, but more often than not, maybe nine, ten win teams that could maybe compete. That's not the case right now. No, I, I think it's uh, akin to the Big Ten with Michigan. Yes. Michigan playing better and beat Ohio State is better for the Big Ten. It was it's, very good for the Big Ten that Ohio, Michigan beat Ohio yeah. State. The fact that Michigan, you know, that, sorry, Chicago, Detroit, now Minnesota's kind of faltering <clears throat> without Dalvin Cook, maybe, and some other things. They're banged up. Their defense is banged up. Uh, it's not good. It's not good for the, the NFC North. It's not and, good for the league. And let's get the Michigan part of it because, well, one, and I know you're not a big Harbaugh guy, but it was, wow, is Ben Roethlisberger slow. Sorry to step in there, but the, the Thursday night football game was on, and Ben Roethlisberger has always been slow. He sure. looks like he's about ready to throw up with how out of breath he is. It was fourth down and four, pocket collapse, and somehow he Mack trucks his way four yards. It took him about six minutes to get there, uh, and he got the first down. But in his heyday, he was at least capable yeah. of getting those yards here. But They're doing that, it the hard way, the Steelers. The Steelers? The hard way. Mike Tomlin, and it speaks to the organization because the Steelers top to bottom, just like the Ravens. They have a great leadership top to bottom. But... Tomlin and John Harbaugh and with Baltimore, those are always a football team with the same identity yeah. every year. Yeah, tough well, dude, football teams. You you talked about like trying to trade for a coach or something. Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere. Right, the, the Rudy family's not trading him. I agree. They're, they're just not. It's just not going to happen. I, and I think same with with uh, you hey, know Harbaugh. So let's go with. Jim Harbaugh. You got Ozzy there. You got a great ownership. Yeah, I don't think John Harbaugh's going anywhere there. But let's say Jim Harbaugh. If he won a title, he went to Michigan to bring him back. I don't know what would happen, but if he went to oh. Michigan and won a title, well, especially if Chicago came calling, maybe he listens because his NFL career was in Chicago. Hmm. Well, he probably he's always should. been floated. You know, he's just a little different. He was. You know the Bears mean? were always after Pat Fitzgerald, but he's never shown the interest to come. Yeah. That, that's fine. I, I wouldn't go after Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, if I, I was the, the Bears. Yeah. You know, he was a very successful NFL coach. Yeah. You got to the Super Bowl. He's, yeah, but he wore his welcome out. Still won a lot of games. It's fine. I know, but like different era, new generation. Yep, that's true. You can't, no iron fist anymore. That's very true. That is very true. And, and I don't and think he's NFL, socially awkward. I don't think NFL teams are coming around for him anymore. Look, we they gave him so many opportunities at Michigan, and he's finally doing it. Yep. It didn't. It wasn't because he didn't know football, dude. He gets it better than anybody, but he's socially awkward, <laughs> and I think that it, it casts a shadow over the over the team, and everybody's trying to do everything underneath the sun to accommodate him from a like an emotional part, but they're kind of winning in spite of his social awkwardness. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, and look, in college you can get around, I would say, the idea of social awkwardness more well, than in the NFL. I got to tell you, I really think it, it, it hovers. Like, P.J. Fleck, like he screams douchebag, right? <laughs> yep. And, and I think that hovers over the team, but he puts so much effort into everything. And, like, just, dude, it's almost like he's fake. Yep. But, you know, in college, you, you cycle. You cycle guys out, and you get this opportunity to go sell a new group of young men. And, you know, you fake it till you make it, and that comes through. But eventually, 
if dudes know you, it it manifests itself. So like with Coach Alvarez, you know, I, I wouldn't tell you we loved him <laughs> from the start. But you understood where he came from, and he drew a line of what he expected, what he didn't expect. And then when you learned a little bit more about him, and you learned that he's a good dude, but he's expecting a lot, and that he processed things, gave you feedback, and, you know, it, it just made you better, and you enjoyed, it, you know, it, you really didn't understand it until later in your career. But what, what, what happens, these guys get exposed. Where Barry's a good dude, even though he's tough, Harbaugh's a good dude, but he's kind of lame. And boring. And then it just, all of a sudden, you don't feel like playing for him. But I think that, inevitably, if you give a guy enough opportunity, he's going to, you're going to find a silver lining inside and go, God, the guy is resilient. Yep. So I'm going to I'm gonna find a way to play for him, even though I don't want to hang out with him. Before we go, uh, we're going to get to John Clay next segment here, so it'll be the end of you and I talking. Do you remember Chris Hutchinson? But probably watch him as a fan, because he played 89 and 92 at Michigan. Well, I think of, when you think of Hutchinson, you think of his son. The, no, I think of the guard. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a, by the way, he's a ten-time Pro Bowler, Bowl, yep. Hall of Famer. Adrian Hutchinson. Yeah, who different is, guy. could be the number yep. one pick. Sure. Yep. Chris Hutchinson, All-American, uh, first-team All-American, nineteen ninety-two at Michigan, uh, is the father of Adrian Hutchinson. So I just didn't know if if there was a name that Adrian you, Hutchinson is the father of. No, Chris Hutchinson is the father of oh, Adrian Hutchinson. Okay, okay. The Michigan you, player now. Sorry yeah. about that. So Chris would have played 89-92. So you'd have been more of a fan of Big Ten football at that point if you were watching. But he was a pretty yeah. good player at Michigan. It's just kind of one of those things. Though, it's like, oh, wow, like that guy's didn't play. I, you know, his name you know, kind of rang a bell a little bit. He played a little yeah, bit in the NFL. He, and he's worked hard, and he's done all the right things. And it's great to see him because he wasn't. I don't think he was on the, the draft board. Yeah, I'm not sure where he was. But I don't I know, know where he right was now. Is yeah, now he's one number or one. Two, yeah, right there with. Uh, I think there's some player from Oregon. Well, he reminds me of the Bosa brothers, and yep, you know, there's a litany of Big Ten players that have done well at defensive end position. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin Man. Welcome back to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light and Fireball. And we're going to play back a segment here from Throwback Thursday last Friday with former Badger John Clay. Now, I do want to say this ahead of time. There is no contest. So this is a replay. In this replay, there is a contest. But there is no contest running now, so no need to call in. But here's John Clay uh, earlier, or last week, excuse me, a week ago on the jump round. We got in this thing and went back in time. Let's take a journey back in time. It must be some kind of hot tub time machine. We're sending you back to the future. This is Throwback Thursday on the Jump Around. Welcome to Throwback Thursday on the Jump Around, brought to you by Lake Louie Beer. I have a mystery guest on the line with me, and at the end of us asking him 10 questions, we're going to cue you to call. 844-770-3776. 844-770-3776. Molly, pick a number. What number are we going to give away this beer to? What number caller? Three. Caller number three. Now, this is after the interview. We're going to cue you to call. The 10th question will reveal who this person is, uh, and we'll have a winner. You must be 21 or older to uh, win and reside in Dane County. Again, at the end of this interview, that's when we'll cue you to call uh, to win a case of beer from Lake Louie. I'll start this part of it, though. 
Strofe, you've heard me refer to this person as the most underrated Badger running back, I would say, over the last 20 years. Yeah, so, I agree with that. Uh, we'll start with this. Thanks for hopping on, and we're going to start with your first question I have for you was, who is your favorite athlete growing up? Uh, my favorite athlete had to be uh, Jim Brown. That's a good one. What about uh, Jim Brown kind of, uh, made, you one of uh, made him one of your favorites? Uh, just by how he went about the game, uh, he would get up slow each play to kind of trick the defenders thinking that he was tired and beat up after being hit <laughs> so many times. And then next play, he'll have a big run for our 70 yards and a touchdown. Just so, just kind of mimic after that and trying to be like him that way. All right, I got to. I'm so bad at not saying our guest's name right, for yep. Throwback Thursday. It's so hard for me, so I apologize, sir. But uh, did, did you play high school sports? And if so, besides the sports you're now known for, what are they? Mm-hmm. Uh, I also did track and basketball. Okay, now were were you a solid basketball player, track runner? Like, what 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 was your? Were you a standout in either of those? Like you were in the sport you were known for? Uh, I would have to say. Uh, Mostly track. I just did uh, basketball to hang with my friends, and you know, I was the first freshman to dunk uh, when I played. Really? And like, yeah, five, ten years or something like that. It was some crazy that, that I was able to do. And then uh, for track, um, I was always the anchor leg in our four by one, and always the uh, open hundred. Uh, so I was a sprinter. Okay, that that makes sense knowing your play style. Uh, the next one we got for you is uh, who's your favorite uh, musical artist or band right now? My favorite artist would have to be I'm an R&B guy. Okay. So I would have to say that's a mixture between little Trey Songz and Chris Brown right now. And where does your former teammate and DJ Travis Beckham where is you, are you a fan of his work? Absolutely. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I'm uh, Perform a couple times uh, at a show, so I was there supporting him there. <laughs> I just wanted to get his name out there, give him a little love. What's your next question, here, Alex? And let's go with what are you binge watching right now? Is there anything that you've been uh, you've been watching a lot of? Um, like my go-to shows right now is like either like the first forty-eight. Oh, uh, that, that's 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 my show, man. Uh, so first forty-eight. The thing with the first 48, man, is like, obviously, everything's real on that show. But when they get mm-hmm. past the 48, I always doubt they're going to catch them. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, I've seen a couple episodes that took them almost a couple years to catch them. Wow. So then I was like, you know, I, I thought this would be a cold case by then, <laughs> but they finally caught them after a couple years. Uh, the next question we have for you is who is someone that you uh, have competed against that you admire? Oh, that was a good one. Um, I will have to say uh, James Harrison. This is a good one. What uh, what yeah. uh, did you admire about him? It's just his work ethic, and he's just you know Jim crazy. Uh, like he just he he really focused on his body and getting in the best shape that he can, and then uh, you know just going against him in practice. Uh, you know, I had a welcoming party with him, so I respect him a whole lot. <laughs> Man, he might be the scariest-looking National Football League player of all time. Like, James Harrison scares the crap out of me still, and he's been retired for some time. He is a, a uh, huge man. He is there. Like, when he hits you, like, in practice, and I know that you're not going 100% when you're hitting your teammate, but did it feel like you ran right into a brick wall? 
Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm <laughs> a taller guy. I'm, I'm a taller guy, so I had to crack back on him one play, and then he's underneath my chin and busted my chin. And all I did was just hold on tight to him, and everybody was flapping me on my head, saying "good block" and stuff. But little did they know, I was hanging on to my dear life. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you're from Wisconsin, so I'm curious to know, what is your favorite spot in Wisconsin if you're going to hang out? Uh, my favorite spot? Um, you know, I love the summertime, man. It's going to the Dales, um, spending time with family, just unwinding and yeah. uh, having fun out there and just doing something different, getting out there in the, uh, in the open and, you know, smelling the air and just being out there. Uh, the next one I have for you is uh, what's your best memory from competition? Best memory from competition? I would have to say always a go-to uh, when we uh, knocked off uh, Ohio State when it was number one. Uh, night game. Uh, atmosphere was crazy that night. Uh, and then I was able to break the 100-yard rushing uh, streak from backs they had. I think it was like two or three years and have a running back that had over 100 yards on him. So I was able to break that streak at home, winning against the number one school at, uh, at the night game, game day, all world, all eyes on us. Now, last one for you before we get to the grand reveal. Uh, nicknames, what are they? I know you got a few. Uh, yeah, mine. The one that's been following me in, uh, uh, since high school is uh, Big Play. Big Play? That's, yeah. I love that. You were a uh, Division One state champion in high school. You can go ahead and review yourself. Who's our guest today? Oh, uh, you got a uh, big play John Clay on the <laughs> Big play John Clay, baby. Big play John Clay joining us here on the Jump Around. And, John, I guess as a Wisconsin alum, I, the first question I got to ask you is, is seeing the Badgers fall to Minnesota this past weekend, what was your reaction? Uh that hurt me a little bit, man. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm used to us not losing trophies and not losing to Minnesota. So, uh, you know, I guess it's always a time to let other people play with our awards, but we'll get it back. <laughs> uh, right now we'll do the uh, cue to call, 844-770-3776. Caller number three. Caller number three will win that beer from Lake Louie, 844-770-3776. Uh, again, win a beer or win a case of beer from Lake Louie. Caller number three eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. John, I have a question for you. Were you tackled in the state championship game, or is that just a myth that you weren't tackled when you were playing <laughs> high school football? I think I got hit a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I got hit a couple times. Well, I asked that question. And I'll follow up here. Is that Braylon Allen reminds me uh, a little bit. Uh, of you as far as just being such a big back and tough to bring down. And the whole time I was just thinking I would hate to have to be in high school and try to tackle Braylon Allen, at, you know, when he was seven, you know, 17 years old last year. Could you have played for the Badgers in Big Ten football at 17? I know you played pretty early in your career, but could you have played at 17? Uh, you know, the way my body was developing and how I was um, my junior year, I think I could. Uh, like, I was 220, like at the peak of my speed, I felt Real good. I think I, I could have gave it a shot, and, you know, no telling what could happen. I don't know if I had as much of success as he's having right now, but <laughs> right. I think I would have did a little something. Yeah, well, when we talk about Braylon Allen, John, and, and as you know, I, I co-host Wisconsin College Game Day with your good friend Monte Ball, and I always ask him, who does he remind you of? Because he's such a unique back. He's 17 years old. He's running through Big Ten defenses the way he did all season. Is there a good player comparison for Braylon Allen in your mind, John? 
Um, I would have to say, to be honest, um, not off the top of my head. Uh, I know I get a lot of me and him get a lot of comparisons. Yeah, I've heard um, that. What our, our style and running and being able to, you know, run between the tackles and punish defenders and then also hit the home run ball if needed. Uh, I think as time go on, he's just going to be his own unique kind of person. And, uh, you know, sky's like I was telling people, sky's the limit for him just as long as he just stay dedicated how he is and just keep him moving forward. John, I want to ask you a question taking you back to the Rose Bowl when you and uh, Monte and I believe James were out there. Mm-hmm. Would you have scored? They gave you the ball at the end there. Uh, I think I would have. I mean, <laughs> I think I think we had the momentum going for us. Uh, you know, the crowd. I made a couple big runs on that uh, that drive, and then just the whole crowd just lit up, and I was just feeling like the electricity and just running through me. And um, I think I would have. I would have bet my money on me, yeah. <laughs> Good. Monte bets his money on you, too, when I asked him as well. So uh, I just I had to ask that question. It's far enough re- removed statute of limitations. You can give real answers there. So I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I was out there at the Rose Bowl, but I don't think I talked to you after the game. I don't know what you probably gave a pretty PC answer. But, uh, yeah, I would imagine you know you have the right to say uh, your truth now. So, John, what are you up to? Um, right now, um, I'm just uh, here in Racine, Wisconsin, uh, you know, being with my family. Uh I'm a supervisor at a facility, so I'm just working with people, trying to make them better each and every day, and then, uh, you know, trying to help them grow as individuals and as uh, associates. Well, John, happy to hear you're doing well and happy to hear from you. And uh, like I said, you were, uh, you kind of slipped through the cracks as an underappreciated badger, especially some of the guys when I had good, you know, big time pro careers. But what you did here, Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, along with some other, and you were a key part of that Rose Bowl team. Uh, I keep on trying to to remind everyone that uh, John Clay had a heck of a legacy here. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, uh, you know, it's always good to be talked about, especially in a good way. And, you know, I appreciate all the love that I do get. And even in the love I don't get, I still appreciate <laughs> it. So, you know, all, all love is good love to me. <laughs> all right. Uh, John, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Thanks, you John. too. That was John Clay, former Badger, on Throwback Thursday. This has been Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light. Thanks to Red Rock for the great food, Coors Light, Ruth Chris, Carbon World Health, uh, Group Health Cooperative, all the great people associated with the show, especially Tarek Derek, and Alex G. This has been the Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin Man.